Hey guys, Marcus here from Nate and Marcus Live. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about a great sponsor for the show. They're a local company, kind of a family-owned business. Um, Don, Chair Leone's Lawn Chairs and such. They provide all kinds of great furniture to the town of Oakdale, the cowboy capital of the world. And uh, that's pretty much the extent of Back it up right here, buddy. Back it up right here, right here, right here. Guys, par part of the agreement of this ad was I had to come to the actual facility of Don Cherley on his yeah. lawn chairs and such. Yeah, of course you did. Right, no, I, I had to come here and record to show the good people of Oakdale how amazing and family-oriented and kind of um, tight-knit and, you know... Yeah, mums. we're backing up, we're backing up Mr. Ramoni's chairs right here in my chair shop. So we can sell so those discounted prices. Right. The, the packages that he's wheeling in don't... They aren't shaped like chairs. They look like bags of drugs. They... Well, they... Don Cherleone doesn't discriminate when it comes to a good deal. Put it that way. Put it that way. Right. Okay. Put it... And when you say sleeping with the fishes, you're talking about actual beds you sell, right? I'm talking like, about... We like aquariums. We're, we're really good guys. And we you're like, selling aquariums and beds. That's we what you sell. Aquariums. We sell concrete shoes. You know, this is where we're coming from. I I think I'm understanding what you're what you're getting at, and, okay. and 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 I think your your goons here can back off me. Accomplices, friends of yours. Cohort. Sure, they need to relax. I'm just trying to record an ad for our fan base, which is very small. You're yeah. not you're not proving yeah. anything. I don't think your message will get out to a lot of people because. Don Cherleone doesn't have a thing to prove. That is becoming very clear. I, I see I see your weaponry. I see that there is no furniture here for sale. Um, I I would like to leave. I, I will still post this on, on our episode. I don't know if Nate will be in the episode because he's gone on the moon. But listen, we, we did promise you $3,200. Yes. To, to sponsor your aura. And that's going to get... And this will get out Don Cherleone's... That's going to get us through another half episode. The chair business. Uh, well, what, what, do, what, do you, what do you charge these days for a podcast it, episode? That's costing about seven grand an episode. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It, it, we're, 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 it's, we're bleeding money. It's out of pocket entirely. Uh, it's, it's a battle. We we're, would have thought you would have been broke a long time ago. We should have stopped a long time ago. Yeah. We should have probably stopped when we were hitting our stride about mm, four episodes ago. Wow. Well, here. Take, we had take, listens then. Take, take this package. Sure. Take this package. Okay. I got it. And that. This is going to Nate. It says Nate written in crayon on the on this like it's like butcher paper. Don't be afraid. That is butcher paper, and that is not crayon, my friend. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, that's from Don Cherryville. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna take the. Oh my! It's wet with. Right. What is this? Yeah. What is that? That's a message from Don Cherryville. What? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> Um, yeah.
yeah, go ahead and just chop the music off. Cut it. Cut, cut it. it. Cut yeah, it. no, chop that off real quick. Cut it. Cut it. Um, the music sounds good, but we are going to cut I it. I do like that choice. That was yeah. Um, yeah, we did just finally decide on some good music uh, after all. This is it. And this is... It that was it. Was it. Um, thanks for listening. Welcome back to Nate yeah, and... Thank you, guys. Marcus live um, filling in for Nate today is Tyler Tyler he is my uh, cohort and uh, partner in crime for today mm-hmm. uh, we do so right uh, that we go way back we have a long history and uh, uh, we think that is gonna sound just just as good as the very obvious um, comedic you know you know, back and forth that me and Nate have. Right, right, right. We, we've got a lot of hot stuff coming off the top. The tips. The tippy top. Yeah, yeah. Coming back and forth. It's improv. style. Uh, it's racquetball. We're just playing ball here. We're just trying to... It's yes and. That's all we're doing. Um, so, we were going to have a guest, but in the time between us recording our last bit and us doing this now, he came and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good to have him. Yeah, it he was. Contributed a lot to the conversation. It was, it was great. Thanks so much. Insight. Thanks so much for coming. It was a great interview. Um, we didn't record any of it. It was just kind of just us talking. We never planned on really recording any right. of it. Um, but we did have a guest. So thanks for listening to that part. And thanks again. Um, but we figure that with Nate not being here, we should dedicate the back half of this episode to kind of his legacy and right, we because can, Nate's not a deadbeat host here he's, n- he's right he's not he's not mission. my co-host it's it's patriotism at its finest a lot of uh, the criticism steered towards us is that I kind of override him and that he kind of takes it back right seat. and now here he is glimmering like a blinking beacon right in and the sunlight right and people are saying give us more Nate just do Nate They're Nate live Nate live they don't so we're going to give you a, a little bit of background on me. Right, yeah. We're going to walk you through his life and how he came to be such a great podcast host and how he came to be on the moon okay. right now. Uh, and well, is he... What What time is it right now? Right now, it's about 11. Pacific. So he'll, he will be... Specific, fish- specifically, yes, it's on. Right, yeah. So he'll be on the moon at about 3 o'clock. S- our time. S- standard time. Our, our time. Yes, yeah. Standard time. Mount that everyone goes by Pacific time. Yes. But what's moon time is different then? No. No, it is. I'm telling you it is. Well, because that's neither here nor there. If you go to the moon and you spend a day on the moon, when you come back, we could all be like 45 for Listen, you're splitting hairs, and this is not a Christopher Nolan movie. He will be there approximately, like NASA said. At three o'clock our time, so then Nate will be officially on the moon. But until then, let's lead in like a New Year's countdown, and me here as the third co-host. Oh, here I am. Let's give a little bit about Nate. Let's okay, talk yeah, about yeah, him. Right, like I'm um, not even here. Nate was, Nate was born in the year 1979, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and. He was immediately on set with lots of trials and tribulations going through his life. Mm-hmm. He he did not. He was Paul Revered. He was Paul, and he did not get all the advantages that you know that I had as a white male in California, the United States of America, right? And into an upper way, middle class family, right? 
Nate looks and you know acts a certain way. And right. He has. He uh, he definitely has that sort of alpaca. You know, he seems you like mount, mountain him. folk. You can't hold it against. Right. Him. No. He he doesn't. God bless him. He's not. He's not from the city. He doesn't have the same kind of culture that we have. He's rough around the edges, you yeah, know. He do, he doesn't use block. silverware. He just eats with his like all food is finger food. He says um, anything's edible if you try hard enough. Right. If you can hold it in your fingers, it's finger food. Right. Nate says all these things so, a lot. So, but his humble beginnings in Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, in 1979, born to Bethany mm-hmm. and Mark. Ron. That's it, I think. Ron, Ron Mark. Ron Mark, and it's a hyphenated name. Ron Mark, and that's because we Nate, can't we can't give the last name out because Nate would get arrested right. on, on site. But can't do that. I'm here now. Last names are okay. His last name is not. Ron Mark is part of royalty, mm-hmm. and they're from somewhere overseas. And again, we won't disclose that to put to to save Nate and Ron Mark. And Ron Mark. And Ron Mark and life. Bethany. Ron Mark and Bethany. Um, they were both dentists until Nate was born. Mm-hmm. And then they became... Dental hygienists. <laughs> exactly. They took a step back. They took a step down. They, re- they relocated. They relocated and they reallocated their sources so they could put a lot into raising Nate. And obviously you see what he's turned out to today. So, so it didn't work, obviously. What the, the amount of money that they poured into rearing Nate, um, clearly... Real shame. Uh, it's a waste of, of resources mm-hmm. because he was always going to be who he is. And Which that is, is a scoundrel, a Scoundrel-like. villain, a, 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 a derelict. Exactly. He, um, he cares about himself only. And himself only, yeah. And by the time I met him... He had already sworn. Well, you're getting you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself. So I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm. Uh, this, we met in high school, and I, we need to go back to him as a child. Oh God, yeah. Okay. I, I'd like to know. Do you know anything about Nate when he was right around four to ten years old? Nate, between ages three and seven, was missing, and what was he missing? Teeth. He was missing teeth ages four to seven. And then he woke up the day he turned eight and had a full set of razor sharp teeth. Pearly whites. Pearly white razor sharp teeth. Wow. Um, and he claimed that they came naturally, but they very clearly were from... Oh, he had work done. He had, he, I mean, he, by work done, I mean he, he went and gathered teeth from somewhere and... Mm-hmm. push them into dental the roof surgery. of his mouth outpatient dental surgery that's one way of putting it yeah in another way of putting it he was pushing people's teeth into the gums but more likely of his he mouth had like dental implants or some sort of gum reduction or something like that. that's what he wanted everyone to yeah. think yeah okay. that's what that's so, kind of what the look and, he the, and then that that kind of effect on him maybe maybe blossomed him into what he is today. Right, it was a million dollar smile after that. Yeah, yeah, and... Yeah, and and it only really cost probably 3,800. 3,800 human teeth. uh, Going through the the process of, of, you know, trying some out, and some some didn't work, some weren't Mm. the right color. Right, and... How to get it just right. Right, He, he needed good 
samples. Specimens. Yeah, exactly. Um, so once he had his smile figured out and once um, he figured out how to reverse his receding hairline that he had since birth. Yeah. Were you two friends at this point? Not yet. We were not... And you, what school were you going to? I was going to... Um, to reveal the name of my hometown again would put everyone in jeopardy. But I was going to the East High School, and maybe like it rhymes. Maybe like it rhymes with 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 Schmiest. Like you went to Schmiest High School. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I uh-huh. That's sure. Maybe to an to angle on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of mask really mask like, my history. So there was no 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 trace of where I actually went to high right. school in that okay. that fake name you just came up. I went to Schmiest High School, and Nate went to Schnorth. And okay. we were rivals up until he moved into a different district, and we ended up what going to... What were you rivals to, in? We were rivals in uh, Best Dressed. I, I had gotten oh. it every year going through elementary school, junior high, and then into high school. It was my junior year when Nate, Nate came across the... Wow. Okay. So so uh, just, just a little bit of a digression here. Mm-hmm. I was maybe three years older than you two. Right. And I remember hearing about the best dressed controversy at Schnorth and Schmiest High School. Right, yeah, exactly. I had it locked for a long time and I was kind of a shoe-in and like everyone didn't even really bother running against me because I was I was locked in it, for, for best dress. It was the tight it was the very tight clothing. The very t- like sausage encased tight uh around the ankles, thighs. It was and like shins. I I was Saran wrap. It was More, the, uh, cellophane. I would Mr. put on. Cellophane. I would put on a shirt and then I'd saran wrap it tight to my skin. Yeah. And they called me. And Mr. that was the style then. They called me Mister Cellophane. And that was the style then. Yeah, it, back in the day. And when Nate came to the school my junior year, he really gave me a run for my money. He he was he was bringing to the table the exact opposite. He had baggy clothes. He was more of the loosey goosey kind of arid and dry climate sort of. Uh, he dressed as if he was living in the desert and right. had robes and Maybe like a scarf, headscarf, and during class he, he would shake shake out his sleeves and just like sand would fall out and pile pile up next to him, yeah, as if he was a a desert folk. And, and he did. He embraced it. He, he that was his look for. You know, most of junior year until it became socially inappropriate, uh, and that was brave at that time too. Right, that was right, like right the, after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Was you perfecting something that had already existed that had existed this, since this the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Was something that brand was new, brand new. And he was he was Cut just getting edge. the kinks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's commendable, definitely, but maybe he should have given a little bit more thought. Back to the back to the draw, uh, drawing board. Yeah. Well, speaking of back to the drawing board, so Nate, after graduating uh, valedictorian... Right, and we walked class, together, me and Nate. Because by, by the time we were senior year, me and Nate were best friends right. forever. And, and we... You were the rock to his bullwinkle. Right. I was his bullwinkle. You, you were the Thelma, and maybe he was a Louise type of a character. You're you're starting. You're just starting to understand our relationship. Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. And I want to get to get to that. He's the iceberg. I'm the Titanic. If you if you're understanding. I do. You've got a lot of depth. That's exactly it. There's more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Transformers blessings in disguise. Um. So so after graduation. Me and Nate were best friends. We set aside our differences and realized that we had to become 
podcast hosts, and we famously, right out of high school, started this podcast. Uh, and this is this is the most interesting part of the story. To exactly. Me as, a, as an investigative journalist. Right out of high you school. You never once wavered in what you were going to do. Listen, when I graduated high school, I looked at Nate the me. day after we graduated. And I looked at him and I said, you know what we have to do. And he said, I've never had a more clear direction as to our future and our career choices. And I said, me either. Let's go directly into it and not just kind of go live in a couple different places near the coast and no. kind of fuck around no. for four years. No, and people, people who are successful do that and they don't do that and you guys did that. And then we didn't do that. And then here you are, 300 right. and you know, plus episodes. Right. We're, we're, old, we're old, old scholars at this point as far as the podcast game. And Podcasting has you to thank for it. Right, yeah, exactly. If we, if we didn't start doing this, then there would be no Hollywood Handbook. There, there would be no be Comedy Bang Bang. And NPR. There would be no NPR. There would be no... You um, know, This American Life. What is that? All that stuff. They thank us at the end of every episode. Credits. Where credits are due. Listen to the credits. Don't just skip ahead through the credits like everybody else does. And that was just right directly out of high school. Four so episodes. Guys, yeah, four, that was guys, four episodes out of high school, yeah. So after you guys set the scene for what podcasting would be like, you know... After, we invented podcasts and then... After about 200 episodes, what were you doing with your free time? Because you, you were old hat at what's going on now. Right. After the money started coming in... Mm -hmm. You're paying tuitions, you're paying, you know, mortgages and reverse mortgages, you're paying, you know, car loans. Get all that out of the way. We now got we got all that square and now yeah, our lives are, are gravy. Are gravy. And Country. everything we have everything we ever could have wanted and what could you ask for? More than everything you've got. Um and that brings us to how Nate got into the situation of wanting to go to the moon. Because right. when you have everything you, you look out at the stars sometimes and you think, what else? Uh, my, you know, my big phrase that I got out of this was that when you have everything, everything's attainable with just a tweet. Right, yeah. Because that's kind of where Nate started. And then Nate tweeted out... At NASA. Right, at, at NASA on July 15th, 2012. Uh -huh. He tweeted the moon emoji. Right. And... The one Caucasian man raising his hand emoji. And everybody knows what that means. Back in 2012, there were no other colors. No, it was just... Of the, the emojis. The, the it was just the yellow Simpsons guy. And he was raising his hand saying, I'll go. I will. I want. I need to. Be there for my country and represent my countrymen. And... Uh, I'm unwavering about this podcast deal, but here I go to the moon if you'll have me. Now, flash forward to 2017. Today, Nate and I are about to record, and he gets a tweet from NASA that's the at, moon emoji, at, and now it's a Mexican guy pointing down. And Nate knows. And Nate just gets up and leaves because he knows exactly what that means. He got the message. He looked at his phone. Vanished. He said, "I'll be right back. I have to go to the moon for NASA." And at the time, I thought he was kidding. As the third host on the show, I thought and prayed to God that he was kidding. And then, 
Now he's been gone for what? How long has it been? It's been almost 45 minutes since he like left. Yeah. Weeks. It feels like a long it time. Feels yeah, so yeah. Long um, since he's been around. And like I said, if you go to the moon and you stand there for 20 minutes, then that's 45 years in real time. So when Nate comes back, he's going to be an old man. And, and we're still going to be hip and on the cutting edge of things. And he's going to be so like, you guys should go to college and, you know, like get a life. He's going to have a, like, he's going to be like my dad. Right. And be on my fucking back about everything. Dude, relax. And it's like, dude, you're not, you're not the boss of me anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm old anymore, enough old just because you went to the moon. I'm a grown up. So Nate in his later years then will kind of become a father figure to me. But you know what? We're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. Right. Because we're flashing forward into his life and we still need and to And that know hasn't even happened yet. His right. We still need to know about his big build up, his big night when he lands on the moon in about what is it now? 2 minutes? We've been here for a while. It's yeah, no, he's getting he's getting close and I think we do have a clip of him landing on the moon. Um but before we play it, I do want to say that you know Nate. Nate's not great with his words. Mm-hmm. Nate doesn't always have the right you know you know cadence. He's a little soft spoken and right, he doesn't. Right. He's, he's, he just kind of wants to get his piece out and, and retreat back and hermit like. He's, he's right. off the beaten path. Verbally hermit like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that there are certain people that he wants to thank. And won't get the opportunity to in his in, in his right speech now? on the moon. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do the honors of thanking the people involved Good. in Nate's expedition to the moon. And um, you're a good co-co-host, right? I'm the third co-host. No, no, no. We're all co-co-hosts. We're co-co-hosts. Yeah, actually, technically, you're the only co-co-host. Well, <laughs> you're half co-co for the right post. You're a mocha host. Alright. Um, I am mocha hauntus. So, on Nate's behalf, I'm going to thank um, Nate's family. Mm-hmm. There's Bethany and... Ron Mark. Ron, Ron Mark. Ron Mark. The, first and foremost, thank you to them. The royal family. The, the royal the royal family. We would say your last names if only we were allowed to legally. Besides that, I will thank Marcus for being a great co-host through all these episodes and for for having my back through all my NASA training and all my expeditions. Um, Is this something he asked you to read out or are you doing this just on your own volition? So, Nate sometimes will will express that he he like didn't didn't quite get ex- all the exact little bits out that he wanted. Like sometimes he'll he'll text me like, "Oh man, in the last episode, the guy's name was Schuler. His name should have been Harris Schuler, sure. like Ferris Bueller." Sure. And but that was like, you know, post the actual episode and, and stuff like that. In. Right, he couldn't he he had no way so of of these, making it into these, the episode. Uh, these these personal thanks where he's thanking me for doing everything that he did. Right. Did did he write that or did you? Go it's ahead one of those that? things that I feel like after the episode he will be like, man, I really wish that someone would have thanked Marcus for, for just being there for me hmm. the entire time and, and and like spinning me around in a desk chair, 
many, many times so I could get, you know, centrifugal force and learn how to not throw up. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that's what you do for a co-host? Well, for a man who's going to the moon, yes, I'll do that. Yeah. And I, I taught him how to bounce real high and jump around on the moon. I taught him how to hold his breath? Right. I mean, he's... It's, it's been almost it's been almost an hour now that he's been Holding on the moon. His breath. Right, yeah, and now he can't breathe up there. And the masks don't work. That's a myth. That's a Hollywood myth. Um, if you if you thought the moon landing was real, that's one thing. But if you think they can really breathe up there, they can't. It's space, like you, just like breathing? it's just like underwater. What are they it's breathing? just like underwater. Space debris. Anyway, um, so. Nate has been holding his breath. He's trained by me. So I think that between, you know, the, the physical exertion and all, all the stuff he's going through, he wouldn't get the opportunity to thank me. And I'll do that on his behalf. Well, it looks like you should probably hurry up. You've got about 15 seconds before the capsule dislodges and Nate's going to be on the moon. All right. Uh, quickly. Nate, thanks. Marcus for all the support. His family, Bethany and Ron Mark. And he wants to thank... Um, his sister Agnes and three, two, one. Okay, guys, thank you. Cut, cut the podcast. Cut it. Thank, thank you, thank you, guys. Okay, I think I'm supposed to clap here. One, two, three. Hey, everybody. This is Nate and Marcus Lev. I'm Nathan Moonman. And I'm a little nervous. I haven't done this before. Um, but I'm on the moon. Um, <laughs> let me back up. As my co-host and my co-co-host, I'm sure laid out um, the backstory of this for you. Um, I, I got the dream tweet uh, from NASA. I You know, five years ago, of course, I tweeted at NASA the little moon emoji with what I imagined was myself, a little yellow man. Uh, raising his hand, and then, lo and behold, five years later, I received a tweet back from NASA, and with it depicted a moon emoji with a what appeared to be dark-skinned uh, gentleman pointing down, and I, of course, interpreted that as, it's my time to go, it's my time. So, that explains why I have just landed on the moon. Um, I'll quote myself in saying... My explanation to the boys when I had to leave was, quote, I'll go. I will. I want. I need to. Be there for my country and my countrymen. And I'm unwavering about this podcast deal. But here I go to the moon, if you'll have me. Now flash forward five years. Unquote. So, that that really encapsulates why I'm here. I've landed here on this part of the moon, the E crater, right near the center, and I'm about to open this this capsule and go out there and just investigate. And as I'm sure they told you, um, Marcus has taught me a lot about how to survive in these elements. I've been holding my breath for about as long as it took me to get to the moon. We're not sure how long that is, but... Um, he's taught me that, and I know that I'm going to wear this helmet, but it's not going to really help, so I'm going to kind of hold my breath and try to talk to you um, as I go explore. So, here we go. One small step for me. Something pretty cool for podcasts everywhere. 
I'm gonna go back in. <gasps> okay, so as you heard, I was not really able to breathe out there. I I felt the, the uh, zero gravity type uh, thing. I was kind of bouncing for a moment there. Um, honestly, uh, the waxing and waning, uh, I I thought had more to do with. Um, scientific things I, it, it appears to be more about Wayne Brady than we really realized um, sort of a song and dance going on out there um, okay I'm going to go poke around for a little bit and um, maybe I'll get back to you guys either later in this podcast or in the next one okay so I'm going to go ahead and go hold my breath and go back out there but uh, thank you so much for listening thank you thank you Thirty-five and a half minutes of PLSS time expended now.